hello and welcome to our podcast. It is your favorite podcast. Yeah. It's called Cosplay and Cocktails. Yeah, it is. Almost uh, did like a snake on my S today. You what? Like cosplay. I felt like I really enunciated my S. Cosplay. You're like, I'm talking like a snake. Um, um, this is Paige. And I am Jesse, as always. Oh, you sounded like a robot. Did I? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry, it wasn't intentional. Also, you normally say, I am, as always, Jesse. No. I felt like I normally did it the other way. I know I switched it up last time, but I thought I switched it up too. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm the bamboozler. That's what they call me. Is it? Yeah, I like to switch things up to bamboozle. Yeah. Well, consider me bamboozled. I'm basically Howard Moon these days. Yeah. So, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Um, Jesse, cocktail co- corner, what are you drinking? I had some Malbec. Ooh. Yes, which is not a cocktail, we're aware. Right. Um, no, I had I had wine too. I had a local uh, blueberry wine from a local winery. Um yeah, I just had Malbec from winesbythemail.com. Wine in the mail dot com. Yeah. Promo code cosplay and cocktails. Yeah, promo code cosplay. Um, so we mentioned on um, a previous p- episode uh, that we were both going to attend our first virtual convention um, this weekend. Uh, it's called Metaverse Con. Right, right. And it was put on by Reed Pop. Reed Pop is the company that does New York Comic Con and C2E2, Emerald City Comic Con. Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration. They've got a couple uh, international cons, I know, because mm-hmm. the Crown Championships of Cosplay have. Right. Um, competitive, but I can't remember uh, where those are off the top of my head. They probably have some other American cons as well. Uh, yeah, anyway, so they put on it was a free to attend most of the panels, at least. There yeah, were some... I think there's a few workshops that um, yeah, buy tickets for, and um, then they did like virtual, um, like meet and greets, Autogra- and, yeah, and photo. Like I'm not sure exactly what all that was, but autographs. Uh, yeah, I think they had autographs. I know they had autographs because uh, some of the celebrities were like just doing autographs, and some of them were doing autographs and like video messages. Like you get either a like live zoom call or like a pre-recorded message right um so uh we i didn't do any of that um (laughs) i but i did watch a lot of the panels or several of the panels and plan to go back and watch some more some of them cut it close it just happened this weekend we're recording on sunday right since i'm getting ready to go back to work tomorrow um Wah, 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 sad trombone. Right. Um, but so some of them cut it kind of close to when we're recording the wig styling one was yeah. just before we started recording, so we didn't get to watch that. But we'll go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple uh, that I didn't get to see that I um, am excited to um, at some point um, watch. I was just going to mention that there were also vendors. 
Yes. Um, and Did artists. you end up buying anything? Uh, I have stuff in my cart that I'm planning on getting with my next paycheck. I did buy some bath stuff. And then I want to buy some of those chocolates. Yes. Yeah. Really adorable. Actually check out that. uh... I think it was called the truffle cottage. Um, If anybody wants to check out their vendors, how did you find their vendor list? That's on their website. Um, And a lot of them were running like specials for the con to like, make it part of their official so just like 25% off or like free shipping or like exclusives that you could only buy like during this weekend right um and then the con itself also had merch you could get like a metaverse con t-shirt you know or keychain or what you know stuff like that right Uh, I didn't buy any of that stuff I didn't I do don't normally buy stuff like that at any con. I normally buy stuff from like the artist alley. Yeah. But um, I am going to buy some of those chocolates. I bought some bath stuff. Um, one the, of the vendors. The chocolates I'm so excited about. Yeah. Um, the hard thing is like picking which ones I want. Like there's these little bride and groom ones. I don't have a reason to have those. Right. But. Now, because I'm psychic, I know that I will in the future because I saw two diverging paths, but I was married in both of them. So. Amazing. Did I say on the podcast that I'm psychic now? Listeners, I'm psychic now. (laughs) Is the only thing we watch the same, the cosplay contest? Yes. Okay. Um, We mentioned that we um, both have others we want to go back and watch but um since we are recording this the same weekend as the uh virtual con itself. Con, it didn't make it that easy uh we've we've made things harder on ourselves so jesse why don't you talk about one of the panels you checked so out? the first panel that i watched was a thursday panel actually i think two of the first ones that i watched maybe even three i don't know first one that i'm gonna talk like about at least and the first yeah. one that i watched i don't know where it fell chronologically was the speed build of the armor, the mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman corset. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting. It wasn't quite what I thought. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I mean, it was impressive, like, because it was done from what I could tell in an hour, but there were a lot, like, it would be hard for someone to like legitimately follow it. Mm-hmm. Like even like slow down, like even not trying to do it as a speed build. Um, but it was very neat. And uh, like all the, like she did interviewers. So like literally like the first half hour of the video, it was like an, just over an hour long video. Mm-hmm. And um, the first half hour was just her cutting out the pattern pieces. So she was like, okay, so since this is boring, and like I, she did like pre-recorded interviews, okay, um, with different cosplayers. So that was cool because it was just like how different they a lot of them were, mm-hmm. like, um, just in like things that they and it also like kind of reminded me of the podcast because basically she did exactly what we do and was just like, hey, there's this cosplayer that I know from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or from meeting at conventions, and I think they're cool, and I'm gonna have them on my video. Um, uh, but uh, they like, I don't know, it, like, it was very cool. 
it was a good panel. I'm glad I watched it. I just don't know. I felt like I wanted to learn more. But one thing it did make me think about is how this is not to discourage anyone because obviously I still do it and I still love it and it is still possible, but like pretty much every single aspect of cosplaying is more difficult when you are plus size. Right. Cause that was the main thing. The pattern that she used, which it was, you know, she didn't have time to draft a pattern because it was in one hour speed build. So it was from like this website, like a cosplay pattern sales website and I was like okay well already this tutorial is going to be useless to me because I'm not going to be able to find a pattern in my size that's pre-made for something that niche Mm -hmm. and even you know finding like sewing patterns at Joanne not all of the costume patterns which they've gotten much better about it in recent years Mm -hmm. but um not all the costume patterns come in a plus size version. Right. Uh, so like it will, and then, or like she built it on a dress form and I was like, okay, well it's a lot harder to eat. You can buy a plus size dress form, but the more differently you are shaped than, you know, cause I was like, okay, like I'm not going to be shaped like, I've got really wide hips. So unless they make a dress form that I can put on like Shakira sides. Right. You know, like I can't, you know, so I'm just, you know, like when you're. I know a lot of people like customize their dress form. Yeah. I would think I would have to, which again, that's more work right? to do that. Yeah. Because I am shaped like a ukulele, as you know. Right. And they don't make ukulele-shaped dress forms. Maybe there's my next million-dollar idea. Say, sounds like your next venture. Ukulele-shaped. So, like, that was nothing on her, like, right. at all. The uh, Plexi cosplay was the name of the um, cosplayer. Oh, was uh, she one of the judges detail. in the cosplay contest? She was, in fact. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, she did it. And like I said, it was really cool. Like, it was really cool. It Like, definitely there were ideas of, like, materials. Uh-huh. So she was saying like for anything, like, cause I tried to build a pit boy out of EVA foam before. Mm-hmm. And she said she uses always contact cement for gluing that. And I don't know what glue I was using. She was like, don't use super glue and don't use hot glue. And here's why. And I don't know what glue I was using, but I know it wasn't contact cement. So I was like, right. okay, well there's like, she, and she was saying, you know, like, there are other alternatives, but they're more expensive. So like contact cement is like the best right. bargain of like cost effectiveness and still exactly what you want. So like that was like a really good tip. And then she was saying use Plastidip over it. Like once you get it cut out um, to give it like when you paint to give it a more like realistic looking texture. Right. So like there were definitely some more general things. Right. Um, and like I said, none of, I think all my gripes about it were due to the fact that it was a speed build, like for what it was billed as it was, you know, like, um, on, on point. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. It was, um, it was interesting. So I checked out, um, the only fan panel that I've checked out was the doctor who, uh, with, uh, Matt Smith, Arthur Darvel and Karen Gillen. Um, just because that they are my favorite. 
it was a good celebrity panel, which I always enjoyed them. Um, but I think, uh, I think it was just, it was enjoyable. I liked it. Jesse, here are my notes I wrote. I may or may not cut this out. Um, oh my God. Matt Smith. Glasses, no, you can't. Matt Smith glasses. And then in parentheses, cat eye, heart, cat heart eye emoji. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were cat eye glasses. I was like, did he become an old woman? <laughs> uh, Darvel equals hi, question mark. Hair, <laughs> what did you say after hi? Hair equals sad face emoji. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was really cute. At one point, they were talking about like if they took anything from set uh, of Doctor Who and they all like got up out of their chairs, like from in front of their like phones or t- uh, computers or whatever, and like went to search to bring it back to show. Like, which I thought that was really cute. Like, yeah, that is um, a neat like thing that you wouldn't think about. Well, like, right, with it being in like, house. other panels, I think we've all every Doctor Who panel, um, as well as someone's asked that question. Yeah, like that's a question. Like, what did you take anything from set and? And I knew Karen Gillan's answer. I remembered hers. Um, but I think Matt Smith had said, like, I've taken a bunch of stuff, like, and he never got really specific. But Karen Gillan jumped up first and she went and got the binoculars she took from the TARDIS. And Matt Smith brought back a Cyberman helmet. Um, and then he was like, I've got other stuff. Like, and and then um, uh, Darvel couldn't find his, of course, because he's a mess. And um, <laughs> but and then Karen Gillan was showing, like, um, her like things that fans had made her so she actually had Russian dolls of like her that somebody had made and then that t- t- yeah you can buy ones. blank ones at like Joanna Michaels right and so they were I they mean were I wouldn't them. how long until how many more months of quarantine until you do that for Sebastian Stan just like a big Sebastian Stan and then you open it up as a little tinier Sebastian oh, Stan and then I- Actually, I guess I didn't tell you. I've already done that. Oh, yeah. Is that like your ultimate dream? Just Sebastian Stan Inception? Yeah. Oh. So anyway, I was just a good celebrity <laughs> panel. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. So, Jesse, what yeah, else? Yeah, I about? talked, well, I talked about watching that one. But right. then, you know, I don't love a celebrity panel in general. And it was just more like I didn't see a whole lot else in like the main build ones that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to their actual YouTube panel, I saw ones that I didn't know about. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'd rather watch that. Right. <laughs> like in my finite amount of time on this earth, I would rather watch that. Yeah. So. Yep. No. So, yeah. Speaking of one of the ones that I didn't know about that I would rather watch was the Oxventure in space panel. Okay. So outside Xbox, this YouTube channel um youtube channel i really really like i kind of quit following them as much because um uh i quit playing xbox as much and switched to playing more playstation Uh just a little personal tidbit about me uh should i give out my gamer tag so people can play with me sure Uh, well then how long before i'm like guys just one more game I really like watching role-playing videos. I mean, like, people playing role-playing games. Right. So, like, for example, Harmon Quest, I've mentioned, yeah, RPGs. It will look at you, <laughs> knowing the lingo. 
yeah so i like watching things like that i think it's funny um being a role and i think it also makes me like a better dm like you know it's like if you want to get good at something like finding inspiration right so like seeing good dms like spencer crittenden is like my dm hero like dm sensei that leads to another panel i watched I had previously in like the past years since I don't live in my place I used to live gotten out of the habit of watching them because I switched to a more PlayStation. So like if they talked about like Xbox exclusive games, I had no idea. Like some of the games are the same. So, but if they talked about like any of the Xbox exclusive games, it wasn't relatable to me because right. I don't play Xbox anymore. Anyway, so then I started watching it again. And then I watched their panel that they did for MetaverseCon. That was really good. If you liked it, if you watch it, listener, and you liked it, there's a ton more on their YouTube channel. That's uh, free publicity for them. So maybe one of them will date me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next uh, panel I checked out was the Cosplay Masterclass with Annie Mia. Um, And... I think it it's like, Animia. Like Anime Animia. Okay. It's A and I. I know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. That's just how I assumed. Like anime. Right. Animia. Oh, I should have paid more attention to how she said it. It doesn't matter. Um I don't think so- she'll probably sue us. No, probably not. <clears throat> um, so it was like a 40-ish minute video, and um, she really touched on, it was mostly basics, um, but it was all good information, and she didn't, you know, drag on about, you know, one particular particular thing for very long. She hit um, sewing basics and, t- like, beginner tips. Um, she kind of went over her favorite, like, machines. Like, she showed her most basic sewing machine, and then she showed a little bit nicer one. She showed her serger. Um, she sh- showed a digital sewing machine that she um, has started using more. So she kind of went over, you know, like what Wait, you would digital need sewing machine. You say that you mean like an embroidery machine? Uh, she just called it a digital. It was a singer. And it just like she said her favorite thing about it was that you didn't have to worry about the tension, like setting the tension for it. Huh. So it like auto senses it. I'll have I to go watch so. this panel now. Yeah. Not that uh, here's here's where this is going. I go and watch that panel, and then I buy a new sewing machine. <laughs> that's um, where this is. That's where this sounds like it's heading. Right. Um. Yeah. I wrote down like I. I'm gonna go back and watch it because she tells you like the uh like the number, you know, like oh this is a do 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 number blah 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 like so um. So anyway, she talked about her different um, sewing machines and sergers and stuff. Um, and then she talked about like when she started, how she kind of jumped into it, how what she used as like um, for educational. You know, she talked about um, getting on YouTube, watching YouTube videos and a couple different books that she found helpful. Um, she talked about different kinds of fabric and kind of what the different uses are for them. She touched a little bit on foam, um, and she uh, talked about where she gets her foam at and different uses and just a couple different tips for that, and um, talked about wig storage and her, like, mannequin head and stuff. Um, 
and she brought up a, her soldering tool. She thought a soldering tool was a um, must-have for cosplayers. Um, oh, like a soldering iron? Like for the foam is what she used it for, yeah. Huh, I've never thought about it for foam. Like to etch I've it, you it mean? Couple, huh? Like to etch it? Yeah. So like a wood burner, not a soldering iron. She called it a soldering iron. Yeah. Probably not really a soldering iron. Anyway, that's been me channeling my dad. Right. Um, but- uh, soldering iron gets a lot harder than a wood burner. I think the soldering iron would destroy the foam. Like soldering iron is made for soldering joints. A wood burner is made for like decorative etching. Anyway, I know it's not your mistake, but I just couldn't. Fred had to get that out. Right. Um, but I've also been like- quoting Red Green a lot, so I'm turning into him. Oh boy. Yep. So. Um. Yeah. But so she just went over um some basics and um things that have worked for her in the past and stuff and and she answered some questions um from the internet but it was it was very basic but it's I think it's a good uh starter video if if you need um that kind of information there was there was some good stuff in there so um like I said I'm interested about her to hear more about that sewing machine yes uh like because yeah that'd be interesting to not have to mess with the tension right i would think that would save time like not having to test it too on new fabric because i usually right. have to test it that may just be my ineptitude at a uh, um no i don't think so I sewing mean, but i usually knew fabric have to do a little test so um so did you check out any other panels uh i watched those learn japanese the anime way oh yeah yeah they were just little short they were like six minutes a piece Uh and they just taught you like five or six um it wasn't to like actually you know like learn japanese to like you know be fluent in japanese obviously it was just like common words that you might hear in uh anime Uh and so that way like if you're watching the dubbed version it wouldn't matter, but if you're watching the subbed version, then you can catch, like, not translation errors, but, like, more nuances in the um, you know, like, you you would know the nuances of the word rather than just seeing the translation of the word in the subtitles. Right. Let's talk about a costume contest. Okay. Um, so... They had uh, three judges. Um, two judges. Then... Those two were like, well, they cosplay together, that married couple. Cowbutt Crunchy. Right, so Plexi Cosplay was the other one. And then um, they had a moderator, or two moderators. But um... Yeah, which thumbs down on the moderators. I've got a gripe, we'll get to it. Okay. Um, but so they they had it set up into beginner, intermediate, and then expert levels. Um, and did you count how many were in each category, Jesse? No, probably about like six. That's what I was gonna say, six. Um, and they before which they and they had way more entries, but they had whittled it down to that. They had and they showed 
a lot of the uh right just like quickly at the bottom mm-hmm, the beginning yeah. of the video right um so jesse did you have what did you have um exciting to say did you have anything that really stood out I to you? some comments yeah i got several comments actually all right i'm ready first comment one thing that i thought was a little whack is their beginner category was pretty vague so that even if you were a seasoned cosplayer, if you tried something new, you could yeah, enter as I, the beginner. Yeah, I, th- I thought that too, because I thought, these don't look like beginners. No. Which, I mean, is a good, not that someone doing it for the first time can't do it over and over and over again right. and get good at it. But they specifically said that if you're a seasoned cosplayer and you tried something new. Right you could enter as a beginner. So I was like, I don't really think that's fair because that might discourage people who are, act, like yeah. you said, more actual, what I would consider a beginner. Right. That may not, you know, like, I didn't see a ton of difference between the three categories. They all looked really, really well done. Yeah. So I was like, okay, when there's not that much difference between the beginner category and the master category. Right. No, or the yeah. master cos category and professional cosplayer. Yeah, I agree. I thought there was uh, they they could have they could have definitely put some different. Uh... Yeah, because I just felt felt like a lot of it was armor building, which is fine and great and very impressive. And I know it takes a lot of work, but I prefer when there's more varied. Because armor building isn't the only difficult part of cosplay, and it's not the only part of cosplay that should be showcased. Well, I know but... that I, I really liked whenever um, we were at C2E2 and the way that they, uh, they, they had, had like, like one specific category that was like sewing. Um, right. Or like or armor category. Uh, right. Yeah. Which so, like some of them were a little bit blurred, I know. Because right. we talked about, like, where are they coming up with? Because some of the ones that were in... What percentage of it has to be? Yeah, because some of the ones that were in, like, a certain category were like, well, that's a lot of armor. Why is it not armor category? But, like, there's certain... But, no, I especially liked that they had that sewing or whatever they called it. Yeah. Category that was specifically, like you know, gowns and the king from King George from Hamilton and, you know, it showcased a part of cosplay that doesn't always get showcased. So, um, which, I mean, they can't control who enters the contest, but, you know, if they only have people who made armor enter, but I like to see a little more variation, but I don't, you know, that's just my personal. And at C, like you, like you said, at C2E2, there was a lot more. So it could just be the deal that it's a virtual con. Right. So. Yeah, I'm sure that might have had something to do with it. Um, uh, so did you have any favorites? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, um, for me, I thought that um, there was two. There was two Overwatch cosplays I thought were just really well done and pretty. Um, 
just I was impressed with those. And then there was the Sugar Plum Fairy in the armor. I don't remember that one. She got, um, I think she was in the intermediate group. And I think she got um, either runner-up or she won that group. Um, But it was so well done. It was very cool. No, I liked uh, the Khajiit. My gripes, that that lady pronounced like a hard J on Khajiit. And you know how many hours of my life I've devoted to the Elder Scrolls, to the world of Tamriel. So right. I felt like my homeland had been personally attacked. Right. Because she was like, Kajite or something like that. And I was like, no, 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 friend. No, no, no. Kajit. It's Kajit. Yeah, no, that was a really cool cosplay, too. I was yeah. Really um, I just, I always think that doing a Kajit is a really ambitious one. Or, and like, seeing you don't see Skyrim characters a lot. Like, Skyrim <laughs> and Fallout are two of my big, big fandoms. Right. Or Elder Scrolls and Fallout, I should say, are two of my big, big fandoms. And you just don't see a lot of cosplays of them, I feel like. More so Fallout, for sure. Because Fallout has that distinctive blue jumpsuit. Right. But for Skyrim, you know, you make your own character. And not only are there 15,000 different types of armor, there are you know, probably 15 different races you can play as varying from, you know, like red guards and Bretons and Imperials and Nords that are human to Khajiit that are cat people to orcs. So the other two I liked, Queen Ghidorah. That was like super, like, I thought it was a really cool idea. So, for so those of you who don't know, Godzilla one? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, King Ghidorah, technically, he had his own movie first oh. and then was with Godzilla. But anyway, <laughs> she made like a ball gown with this beautiful gown and a beautiful bodice and a beautiful headpiece and very cool shoes. And she like, had like uh, armor pieces added in there too. Like it was very beautiful. Um, I love that she combines so many different like mm-hmm. crafting skills. Like she had really intricate sewing skills and aptly, you know, like just so many different. And it was a mashup, which I always love to see mm-hmm. that creativity. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't just like. It was just really cool. And it won. The judges, they you could vote. Did you go and vote? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. So they're going to have like a fan favorite as well. But yeah. you could, um, it won the judges pick. The uh, Queen Ghidorah did. And the other one, and here's my other gripe. My other one was the Aloy. Um... And uh, she was amazing. It was beautiful. Really, really cool. Aloy is a character that I'd like to do. At first, I didn't think I'd want to do it. Like, when I first played the game, it was when I was less confident with my body as a cosplayer. Right. Now that I've shown, like, and I was like, I don't really know if it's a character that a plus-size person can do. Now, 
I'm more thinking like that may be something to try for Dragon Con next year. And screw everyone else. <clears throat> not that anyone would say anything. It's all in my own head that, you know, it's not quote unquote a plus size cosplay. Anyway, it was really, really cool and awesome. But that boy moderator, the male moderator, was mm-hmm. like, he kept saying Eloy. Oh. And he was like, I have 90 hours in that game. I'm like, mm, you have 90 I, hours. Oh, yeah, I did hear him say that. You have 90 hours in the game and you can't pronounce Aloy. When literally, like, the first word in the game is her dad holding her up and shouting Aloy into the canyon to name her. Like, literally, and it, like, echoes throughout the canyon. Like, that's literally the first two minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. It's a big, like... And they like it, she's the main character. They say her name four hundred and seventy-five thousand times, and it's Aloy, not Eloy, every single freaking time. So that guy was just making shit up. Anyway, there's my gripe with costume contests. <laughs> um, yeah, which I mean, I don't know how they picked those people. I think they could have yeah. picked moderators that knew a little bit more about fandom and/or cosplay. It seems like those two were like. They reminded me of like QVC. Like there was like, you know, like, oh, like something for old people that's like not a good deal, but they make it seem like it's a good deal. (laughs) Like get all these Nintendo DS. Yeah, I I, I agree. I didn't think the moderators, uh, but a lot of times they don't. Like a lot of times they're just, like, yeah, yes, I just don't get that. Like, I just don't get that when there's literally sometimes they're members of NSYNC, you know. Yeah, I mean that makes sense of it. They were maybe they were celebrities, and I just didn't recognize them. I guess. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, unless they're QVC celebrities. QVC celebrities. They're really big with like the sixty-year-old woman market. Like, I feel like there's just a strong niche of 60-year-old women that buy all of their Christmas presents on QVC. Mm-hmm. That's where those two come in. But the the market for QVC Christmas presents and the market for a cosplay contest are not the same. So I'm not saying they're bad people or they're bad at their job. They shouldn't have been moderating a cosplay contest. Can't think of anything else I want to say about it. I mean, I have the same gripe that I always do that, like, I wish they'd just let me judge. And then right. everyone that I think should win. It, I'll, and also, like, the, another gripe of, I'm like, I don't know what half of these are. But, yeah. you know, not that they weren't got good costumes, but I'm like, all these, like, it seemed World of Warcraft heavy. So that's another thing I like when it's a mix of fandoms, a mix of types of costumes. I think that makes it harder right. to judge but more enjoyable to watch as a con goer because like I won't say like I don't care who wins like but it's more for me about seeing everyone's awesome work so if they all look the same it's not as enjoyable so yeah I thought it was um I I thought they had a really good um array of things I imagine a online convention is not easy to do and to make enjoy, right. you know. Yeah. 
like I like that they showcase some artists and had like some deals and sponsorship like type things with them. Right. And same thing for the vendors, like the independent vendors. Uh it was neat. I think it would have been I didn't get to watch much live. Mm-hmm. I think it well I I kind of went wishy-washy on this because I was like, oh, I wish I could have I think it might have felt more con-like if I could have watched it live because, like, to interact with other people in the chat. Mm-hmm. I would have been better if we could have watched it at least together. Yeah, and talked about so it. That we could comment. Yeah, because that was the only thing that was missing is, like, you know, that key con feeling of seeing all your fellow nerds and being like, oh, I'm home. Like, right. my people. Yeah. Uh, these yep. are my fellow citizens of Tamriel. Wasn't the same as a real con, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. I would definitely do another one. There's definitely more panels that I want to go back yes. and watch. It was better than nothing. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening today. Um, if you want to follow along with us on the social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Cosplay and Cocktails Pod. Um, and as you can tell, we could use some, some ideas. Um, so where you would send those. As you can tell. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, we talk about needing ideas for the podcast all the time. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice since there's no conventions, uh, you know, virtual convention was cool. I'm glad we did it. We'll definitely do a virtual dragon con, but I don't know. Uh, how much more of interest we can say. No, right. Um, so if you have um, an aversion to social media and you'd rather talk to Jesse, uh, Jesse, what can they send you and where? Uh, you can send me weird fish pics. Great. Um, plants, interesting mushrooms. plants and animals, mushrooms, uh, you know, just cool pics. <laughs> Um, Harry Styles in a dress. Mm-hmm. You know, just the usual. Um, uh, cosplay pictures. Yeah, you think are cool cosplay pictures of you that we'll put up on our social media if you want. Uh, cosplay ideas. So mm-hmm. challenge ideas. So like, if you want us to do a different cosplay challenge than the ones we've done before. Let us know what. We'll try to make it happen. Please, because we Cos- like them a lot, but we're ha- we're struggling. If you watched panels at the Metaverse Con, and you think there's some we should check out, we'd like. Or if you know of a virtual con that you think looks really promising that's coming mm-hmm. up, let us know. Mm-hmm. If yep. you have any cocktail ideas for us. Yep, cocktail recipes. That aren't your mom's. Let's put 14 gallons of Everclear in a jug with some fruit. Now you know why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they send those things to, Jesse? Our email is cosplayingcocktailspod at gmail.com. Mm, that's gmail.com. Um, are we done? Every single time it reminds me of American Horror Story. Uh, could I buy your dog? <laughs> <laughs> Now that's in my head forever. Great. Well, that's how we end the podcast now. Can I bear it up? <laughs>
Do you think we'll get a cease and desist from like yes. FX? Yes. Can I pay your dog? But but really, are we done? I was gonna say, are you gonna end it for real? Yeah. Or do you really want to end it on? Can I pay your dog? I'm waiting for you. So are we done? We're done. Okay, bye. Bye.